This is the business of sports. Let's talk Super Bowl and Fox Sports. Every single thing that occurs, I want people to remember this is a business. Guaranteed money isn't necessarily guaranteed. Michael Barr. How high can these valuations go? Scott Soshnank. Duke. Everybody loves rooting against him, right? Evan Novi Williams. Off the field, the NBA has never been buzzier. And the leaders in the sports industry. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. The CEO of Oracle, Mark Hurt. Jared Smith, president of Ticketmaster. Mindy race car driver, Elio Castroneves. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And speaking of big money, Mavericks, Luka Doncic has approached a deal with Jordan Brand Shoes, which means that he will get paid. Let's I, li- I like it when you said, uh, speaking of money, and you don't have a dollar figure, do you? I, I don't have. I, I do not. Nah. So I look down at the note. How much is it? We don't know. That's the thing. We, That's we, what we, I'm saying. But no, <laughs> well, we know. Well, I was just making fun of you because you're throwing dollar things around. Yeah, you well, don't have the dollar. Obviously, it's big money. Obviously. Yes. yes. It's, you know, we're talking about the Luca. We're talking some Luca money. We are talking Luca Doncic money. But we know Zion Williamson, what, got seventy five million? Over five years, yeah. I believe. Yeah, which a lot was of a hype. monster. Yeah, that's a, a monster. That's deal. a monster deal for a guy as you said, and like to say, I mean it's as big as a Jeep. Yeah, nobody I don't think really nobody saw Doncic coming this fast. No. Like this guy we're in M V P territory. This guy is Unbelievable! Not, not, not just I mean, he's in hurt MVP right now, territory, right. but we're talking could be dominating in he, MVP. He's twenty he, like years said, old. Yeah. He's, he's taken over the mantle for Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, down like in Dallas, Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah, and and all of the popularity that came to that foreign-born, yeah. you know, kind of unique, fascinating basketball superstar is now moving its way over to Luca. I would not be. And again, we don't have the numbers right now. I wouldn't be shocked if this is close to Zion. I mean, the difference between Luca and Zion right now is that Zion. Was is a rookie? hasn't even played yet. Hasn't we we anything, think he's right? going to be good. We don't yes. really know. Luca, you have a good enough sample size, I think, at this point to say this is a guy who is potentially a superstar in this league on the global for, scale for too. years yeah. to come. And global is another yeah. huge piece of this. Now, what I love though, Nike, they didn't give him a signature shoe yet. He can earn one. I like this sort of. You got to earn it. You can earn one whether he's the MVP or Finals MVP. Then he can get a signature shoe. Oh, no pressure, wow. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once you get the money, you got the money. But they all want, you know, you all want your stuff. So he's going to have input in the design. Um, uh, the other, they always had, Nike always puts us in there. They always have a right to match. So that sort of turned everybody else off as being possible bidders because they probably just assume, one, it's going to be big money, and two, that they're going to match clothes. Well, no, don't forget, Nike had that right to match for Steph Curry, right? Yeah. And, and decided not, not not to do it or, or couldn't get a deal yeah. done. And and he's at Under Armour right now and probably the most important person in the Under Armour stable from an athlete perspective. Speaking of Under Armour, Under Armour and Puma also wanted to strike a deal with uh, Luca. Well, he, te- he teased him, though. Like, he wore the Steph Curry Under Armour shoes, you know, yeah. in, in a couple of games in practice, sort of like, hey, don't forget I'm a free agent here. But it looks like, I mean, he's close to a deal with Nike and they'll pay up. He's 20 years old. He's born in Slovenia. He was the rookie of the year last year. Uh, and his numbers right now filling the stat sheet across the board, right? So Points, good. rebounds, assists. He's really good. Uh, all of that coming together. And just because we're talking footwear and, you know, I'm not a big sneaker guy. But Bart, and, and I give my little endorsements here. Did you see the uh, the Nike Kaepernick shoes, the Air Force Ones? I have not. I yeah, have not seen I those. really like them. They're, I, they're sort of your understated black low top. 
with some cool highlight stuff. I, I, oh. I really, you know, I'm not going to drop the 150 it costs to get one of those because I don't do that at my age. You know, I don't even <laughs> let my son do that. But for what I just think they're very, very nice shoes. Are you, have you hinted for a Christmas present? To who am I hinting to? To whom am Anybody I hinting? Anybody in the family. To whom? Who? Who? Who would you hint to? You're gonna. Linda's gonna buy you 150 dollars pair of sneakers. Oh heck no! Exactly. So who? To whom am I hinting? Eben, I would like these sneakers. Mm, yeah, uh, tell the producers. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, it took it took Nike a, a year or so after yeah. featuring Colin Kaepernick in that Just Do It ad yeah. to get around to releasing his signature product and it's starting uh, with this low-top black shoe, which I agree with you. I think it looks and, cool. and it'll include the logo the NFL team is playing for. Oh, wait. <laughs> All over. Yeah, yeah, okay. right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oops. So you can say that Lucas swims with the riches. Oh, God. <laughs> see, yeah. see what oh. Next topic. Oh, oh man. I thought it was Speaking clever. of beating a dead horse, uh, <laughs> thank you. I think I brought that in there. I uh, see. Uh, I'm making, yes. I'm making you an offer you cannot refuse. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Oh, my. It could cost Japan even more. $26 billion. Now. A bit more than a Luka Doncic shoe contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this number. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I thought we were done with this. Isn't this what the IOC was trying to avoid? They wanted to see some some fiscal restraint in these bids, which is why, I mean, I guess that's what they promised. It was an original forecast of $7.3 billion. Now it could be ballooning, mushrooming, swelling, you tell me, $26 billion. What is this, Sochi? Yeah, it's funny. The yeah, Sochi was, yeah, as, as you said, much higher. Billion, yeah, I was going to say that actually I think these numbers are actually significantly lower than, yeah, than yeah. what they were uh, about a decade ago. Um, but yeah, I think part of this is part is is how you're counting this money, right? The the official Olympic number, as you said, it, it started at uh, seven point nine. I think it's up to twelve point six, right? That's what they're saying is the official one. This other report says, oh, it's twenty six because you have to factor in the costs that all these municipalities are paying for things yeah, like that were not included, roads, right. et cetera. So it's kind of an accounting thing, um, but. You're right. That's tremendously expensive, even for a country. And remember, Tokyo's bid was kind of like Paris's and especially like L.A.'s in that part of the appeal was that a lot of the stuff is already built. Infrastructure was there. We have the infrastructure already. Uh, And, and, you know, Paris's bid, I believe it's around $8 billion, their budget. L.A. LA is a little bit under that, but right around there as well. So even if you have everything built as LA does, right? They're not building a single facility for this. Uh, even if you have everything built, it's still an $8 billion price tag. And we'll but see, we'll LA see how knows much how to do Olympics up. on a profit. We'll I mean, see how much that's that the one up. thing, that's the legacy of the well, LA Well, that's games. the thing because they have the infrastructure. Yeah. So you don't have to add too much to anything. They don't need to put up the Michael Barr natatorium. <laughs> no, they no, they don't need to do that. Could you, but, see, him with a, could you see him with a cap on <laughs> swimming laps? <laughs> swimming board. Finally, big news, especially for people who love to, uh, oh, let's say, gamble online, like with DraftKings. Uh, they're going uh, public. SPAC! Yeah. I didn't think we'd be using the term SPAC on this show. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but you want to explain going. exactly what that means, yeah. Scott? <laughs> yes, I, I can say it's a, it's a company that in, invests, it's a vehicle that invests in a company to be named later. <gasps> Allowing to be as a, a trade as a publicly traded company, but you yeah. don't identify it at the start. Exactly. Yeah. So the, this SPAC uh, Diamond Eagle in this case uh, was a publicly traded entity. Was looking around, had four hundred million dollars. Was looking around for for who to acquire to, to take public through that kind of reverse IPO. Uh, they ended up with a three way deal 
DraftKings is combining with SB Tech, which is not a name I think most gamblers know, but does the back-end technology for, for a lot of these services. Uh, so DraftKings, they come together, they get acquired by this SPAC, Diamond Eagle, and are there kind of once as soon as, soon as this deal closes, suddenly DraftKings Inc. is a publicly traded company. Uh, so a pretty big deal. The new company, I believe, is going to be valued $3.3 billion. Uh, so, you know. As of this taping, because it's always fun with new publicly traded companies, and Jason Robbins was just here saying hello, you know, popped in the studio, and we said, what's the ticker symbol? (laughs) You know, I don't know yet, you know, so I I like that. I I would think that's sort of like a fun last thing. What's the ticker symbol? What makes sense? I would invite everybody to tweet at Michael Barr, Big Bar Sports. Yes. (laughs) Your your idea for the DraftKings. Yes. I already suggested Vig, uh, which I don't think is going to be. Well, you know there's three and four. Depending on where you're traded, you either get three symbols or four. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but see, and we were talking about this too, they're the squatters out there. And they have taken up a lot of symbols that would ordinarily people would trade and use that uh, as the trading symbol. Michael Parr. We also got we got some financials as part of this deal. Obviously, some some projections. This new combined entity. So between SB Tech and DraftKings, uh, they're they're projecting to do about five hundred and forty million dollars of revenue next year. Yeah. Uh, a, a bulk of that, four hundred million of that from DraftKings. Just to give you a sense of the scale, DraftKings in, in valuation here, you know, seems to be driving you know more than two thirds of the revenue. And then twenty twenty one. One seven hundred million. So, so they have some pretty pretty big revenue growth projections over the next couple of years, uh, and that you can kind of read between the lines. Largely fueled by the fact that more U.S. states are legalizing sports gambling, and as a result, there's more markets like Michael Barr's Pennsylvania uh, that DraftKings can can swoop into. I've said it again. It's going to be hooch, fireworks, and now sports betting. You are going to be the ultimate degenerate. Man, well, I mean, going to be. <laughs> well, right now right now you have you have a propensity to be that. Now you will actually achieve those goals. I'm right there on the edge. Ploop. That's all that's going to happen. That moment that comes, man. But y'all can come over to the house. I would love to sit on your farm porch, whittle and make some bets. And by the way, we all <laughs> make the oval team. We also, by the way, Edmund, we should know that of the the investors in DraftKings, some own sports teams. Yeah. And uh, there is a point at which they might have to divest their holdings because this is now. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if once this deal closes, we see some owners, uh, particularly you know, Craft Group is, Kraft, is invested, yeah. and Jerry Jones through Legends, also an investor. I wouldn't be shocked if they divest. But again, you know, it's a lot easier to divest your holdings in a company like this once it's public than before it was public, right? We saw when Major League Baseball tried to get out of DraftKings. Yeah, it took a while to do it just because it, there was no easy way to get rid of those shares for a privately held. And did company. they tell everybody they got out? They, yeah, they did get out of it. Okay. Finally, um, but I think that becomes a much easier prospect once the once the company is publicly traded. Gotcha. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. By the way, we are not here on Wednesday, and the reason why you won't hear a podcast on Wednesday, it is a holiday. It is uh, Christmas, so they gave us Christmas off. I offered to call in, but you guys said you wouldn't do it. I thought so. we were off for the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> Good segue, Evan. So let me, let me say what I say, and then you say your thing there. Because we are here, and we say, though, this is our promo, every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I'm saying that right after we tell everybody we're not going to be here Wednesday. I look like a liar, but we do explore the world of money and sports. That was crystal clear. You can join us again at the end of the week. Uh, we're talking with John Curry, the athletic director at Wake Forest University, having a whole conversation about bowl games, why schools want to go to them, where the money comes from, how much they cost to attend. Wake Forest is playing Michigan State at the Pinstripe Bowl here in New York. Thank you, Randall Levy. End of the week. Thank you, Randall Levy. By the way, that handsome gentleman who just spoke—that's Evan Novi. We'll 
Williams and along with Scott Soshnick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No I'm adjective? No adjective? No. I'm, he gets handsome, I get along with? Al- along with handsome-er. Thank you. Scott er, Soshnick. Er. Thank you. And I'm Michael Barry. on it anyway. <laughs> You're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts.